How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined for the first time live in the studio with me by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. First time live together. This will be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, guys. We haven't done one like this just yet, so it's a nice little experience for both of us. Honestly, I haven't done this podcast with someone in the same room as me probably in over a year. Usually just do them over Zoom and everything because of COVID and just moving along in life and whatnot. Not when we all live in the same college town anymore and whatnot. So it feels good, honestly, to do one live again like this. Um, Ben and I are going to break down for you all today the NFC East, the NFC North, the AFC East, and the AFC North. So we got a massive podcast for you all with lots of football talk. Um, Also, too, guys, don't forget, college football starts on Thursday out on Friday, we're recording on Thursday, our NFL or our, uh, college football games of the week podcast, like we always do, where we pick the games get the spread. We had a winning season last year, hoping to have another one again this year. So big week of football. Let's get down to it though, Ben, and we'll start things off in probably one of the worst divisions in the NFL, in the NFC East. Um, I'd say it's probably the second worst division in the entire NFL. Um, ben, what team do you think we should start with? Should we go with the reigning champion Washington football team? Yeah, and you know what? It's it's a bad division, but it's always competitive. So, I mean, they're all bad kind of collectively together. They all have their own strengths. They all have a lot of weaknesses, and we'll break them down. I mean, let's start with Washington. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So Washington's total here is at 8.5. Um, every single team is an underdog in this division as well to win the division, which is something you don't see too often. Ben, I know you got a lot of notes on Washington football team. Get us started. I mean, first thing you got to mention is how stacked their defense is, specifically the defensive line. I I would stack them up with just about anyone. I would say they're the best uh, in football. Uh, you know, we were talking off off uh, record for a little bit, and they did some weird packages that we don't yep. see that often. They had like five defensive linemen, one linebacker in preseason, and from what I was listening to, it created one on one matchups for Montez Sweat and. Uh, uh, Chase Allen, which is just a disaster if you're an offensive lineman. If you're a left tackle trying to block Chase Young one-on-one, I I mean, say your prayers. Yeah. <laughs> you need a lot of help. So, I, you know, that's one thing. You know, on the offensive side, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzmagic, whatever you want to call him. And, you know, he's – I don't know how you feel about him. He's a consistently average quarterback to me. He's a guy that can move the football yeah. down the field, but you need to expect mix, uh, mistakes from him. I think as long as he doesn't make mistakes second half, you know, fourth quarter, I think this team can be fine. I personally really like their weapons. Uh, I was telling you, I think if you want to be a really good offense, you need at least three playmakers. They have Terry McLaurin, who's already established. Yeah. They have Antonio Gibson, who was uh, very good last year, and they've already said they want to increase his role. So I think he's going to get even more receptions this year as long as carries. And they brought in Curtis Samuel, who is the definition of versatile. I mean, the Panthers, he was lining up everywhere on the field. I think the Red, uh, not the Redskins, I think the football team is going to use him in the same way. So I have this team winning the division, personally. I think they're the best of of this group. Um, I I mean, what do you think about them? Yeah, I mean, I love everything you said right there, Ben. I think you hit the nail on the head. Also, I think De'Ami Brown could be a little bit of a sleeper to have a big season as the year goes on. They said they want to get him more and more involved week to week. We saw what he could do last year in North Carolina. Let's go back to what you said, though, about the quarterback play with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, we've seen Ryan Fitzmagic, as they like to call him, have some weeks where he looks like he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And then we've seen him have some games where he looks like he doesn't belong anywhere but besides the bench. I think as, in a, as him being a full 17-game starter, look, you can look back to all his failed experiences in the past, but I think this is the best team that he's ever been a part of, in my opinion. I mean, this defense is loaded. He, In my opinion, I mean, this might be the best defense in the NFL that he's got behind him. Last year, I predicted this to be the best defensive line in the league and to be a sleeper team, but they ended up proving me right. I feel the same way about him this year. I think Fitzmagic will make the throws and the plays, and I think he's going to love having his own team finally at the end of his career. I mean, their win total is at 8.5 right now. I have them going over it. Look, I wouldn't be shocked if they won exactly eight games and won the division at that. I took them, but plus 217 to win the division. I think that's a great bet with a lot of value here. Look, I think that Fitzmagic in this offense is going to transform things. I think they're going to keep on getting better. Logan Thomas, too, their tight end is a really good playmaker. I know we didn't mention him. But former yeah, quarterback. Yeah, former quarterback at Virginia Tech, too. So, I mean, this defense is so damn good in this division everything. When you look at every single team, I think their defensive unit is the best. Just to, when you compare, like, when you want to take – if you were to just put out every single team's offense and defense and rank them all one through 
eight. I would put this defense as number one above everything. I'm relying on the defense, and I mean, Fitzmagic's an upgrade from what they got last year at quarterback. So. I mean, 20, 23-ish points, and I think they're going to win a lot of games. They can average around 20 points a oh, game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, key player, I mean, it's got to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? It's It's got to go on the consistency of him. What about some fantasy players you like for them? Fantasy player-wise, um, I think Logan Thomas will have a decent year. Um, I also think that like you said, Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin would be beasts. I mean, I think drafting any of those guys are all solid picks. They're all ranked pretty highly. The sleeper I'd give you guys, wait for about week six or so, add Deami Brown off waivers, and I think he could be that receiver once you've had a couple injuries that could break out a little bit. What about you, Ben? I mean, I like all the names you said. The only thing I'm going to add is the defense. I mean, I, know, I haven't played fantasy football in a while. I'm kind of getting back into it. I know that you know there's a, a lot of people that kind of go week to week with defenses. This yeah. is a reliable defense. This is a division that this defense can absolutely eat upon. I think this is a defensive line that's going to give some quarterbacks a lot of nightmares before and after games. Um, there's another team in this division that we'll probably get to in a second here that the offensive line is not that strong, and that feeds into the Washington defense. I mean, that's you know they're going to feast yeah. on, on. I'm talking about the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, perfect segue for us into our next team we'll hit on, which is the New York football Giants over-under for wins set at seven, which I think is a pretty fair number, if you ask me. I'll start us off here on the Giants. Look, Ben hit the nail on the head. This offensive line here is terrible. Um, they drafted Andrew Thomas last year to try to make that offensive line better, and he was a head case and a problem within the organization, so that did not work out well for him. They bring in wide receiver Kenny Galladay, though, from the Lions. Um, they also drafted Kadarius Tony, I think, a little sooner than he was, but sometimes, you know, you draft off need. Look, this is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has to get it done, and I think they brought in the pieces to make him better. Saquon Barkley might miss a game or two, but once they put him in there, I mean, he's got the weapons around him. He needs to succeed. Evan Ingram is pretty good, too, although I believe he just got a little injury and might miss some time as well. But Sterling Shepard can't be slept on either. They have playmakers all across the board on this offense. I think Daniel Jones is bound to have a big season. He just has to take care of the freaking football, man. He fumbles like in his job. They might as well he might as well be Butterfinger's sponsor if they're doing any NFL commercials and how much he fumbles the football. <laughs> but actually they have an underrated defense. They have a pretty stacked defensive line. They have a good secondary. I think this is one of the more underrated defensive units in the NFL. I think if their offense can play better than they did last year, I think they can easily go over the seven win total, and I think they can be the second best team in this division. And potentially, you know, if Washington has some injuries, or you know, Washington's defense regressed a little bit, they might even be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, I like a lot of things you said. I definitely agree about their defense. Uh, Leonard Williams, specifically on the defensive line, is is an animal. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo Carter. I think he's going into year two or maybe three for them. Yeah, um, he's another guy that can rush on the edge. I mean, Saquon is. I've heard a lot. I I don't know if he's ready for week one. I've heard he may not even be ready till week three. So I, you know, I would be cautious in terms of fantasy with him. He listen, he's a stud. I think if he's on the field and he's listed as healthy, I I'm not worried about his injuries. Uh, not with the size of those quads, but you know, this team to me, it's it's very intriguing. I have them finishing third in the division. Okay. Um, I have Washington first, Dallas second, uh, the Giants third, and and uh, the Eagles last. But this is a team that I wouldn't be surprised if they could win the division. I think they're, they're I think they're the definition of a sleeper team. I, I just think that it's one of those things that your defense can only win you so many games. At some point, you got to score points. Yeah. We don't know what Daniel Jones can do. Uh, I like you brought up Kenny Galladay. They finally give Daniel Jones a reliable number one so that you can find out if he's the real deal or not. He's a big target. I think that's going to help a lot. I'm looking for Daniel Jones' third down completion rate to go up with yeah. a big target like Galladay. I think it takes less pressure off Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. But without Saquon, this team is, I mean, they're, they're four wins. They're, I mean, they're nothing. You can't win without your best player without an, or with an inconsistent quarterback. The last thing I'll say about them is I really like their coach. I think he fits the New York yeah. mantra really well. He's tough-nosed. You know, he makes the players run. I don't. It is what it is. It may seem like a high school, college program. He's got the players' attention. I think they're going to be a disciplined football team. I like. I mean, their defense is going to carry them. I just don't know how far a defense can carry you when your offense can't score points. Yeah, he's from that same Belichick Saban, you know, kind of group of coaching. So I really like the fact you pointed him out. I'm a big fan as well of Joe Judge and his coaching. I forgot to mention him. Um, fantasy player wise, to draft on this team, not going to lie, guys, it's tough. There's yeah. only one ball to go around. Obviously, you can't go wrong without Saquon Barkley. Should Daniel Jones's numbers with him without Saquon Barkley are insane. He's literally two different players with him without Barkley in the lineup and healthy. But honestly, 
I would say if you can get Galladay at yeah. the end of the fifth, early sixth round, that's solid value on him. And then I don't hate Daniel Jones as like a last pick backup quarterback just to see, you know, if he kind of booms. He could be a breakout because Daniel Jones can run the football. And as all y'all know in fantasy football, I love my quarterbacks that can run and pick up those extra points for you on the ground. So I think Daniel Jones is an interesting prospect as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Galladay and Saquon are obviously one and two. I. It depends on what people think in terms of the tight end position. You know, I, to me, there's 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 three great tight ends. There's um, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. Yeah, probably the three best. Uh, people are really high on Kyle Pitts, kind of for obvious reasons. You know, his physical stature yeah. and Matt Ryan throws the ball a lot. If you're the type of fantasy player that likes to wait for tight ends, I think Evan Ingram could be a solid middle of the round yeah. find. I mean, he's an athletic tight end. His problem is he's got to catch the football. He's a fast tight end. He could probably even play a little receiver. Um, other than that, I don't love a lot for the Giants in terms of fantasy. Uh, I, I just think there's so many better quarterbacks than Daniel Jones. But I will say this. He's a great runner. Yeah. A really good runner. I think he had the fastest sprint time last year. At <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so he can run. He's just got to protect the football. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said there, Ben. Um, team that Ben had finishing second in this division was the Dallas Cowboys. Ben, tell me why you why you're high on Dallas this season. Listen, the talent's there. Um, I think the conversation stops right there, though. I think you say the talent this team has to win, make the playoffs, and then it stops because I think after that, it's they get in their own way. They have a lunatic owner who is way too involved, in my opinion. I get that he pays for everything; he can be as involved as he wants. I understand that, but he's way too involved. Um, you got a coach that I don't think anybody is thrilled with. I don't think anyone no. has a lot of confidence in. A banged-up quarterback. I'm not just talking about the uh, ankle or knee. He's got shoulder issues. Jerry Jones says he's fine. I, I don't care what Jerry Jones says. i got to see him play you know, two, three games in the NFL yeah. take some hits. They just get in their own way. I think they have great wide receivers. I mean, great wide receivers. I think Amari Cooper, I think CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup's a really good three, third wide receiver to have on a team. I still think Zeke is a good running back. It looked like he lost some weight. I, yeah. I, I mean, in preseason, I, I'm, I don't have a scale in front of him. Um, and then Dak. If Dak is healthy, I, I really like Dak's ability. I think he wins a lot of football games. I think he does a lot of winning culture things. I think he's a really good leader. But I don't know how healthy he is. So I plan on staying away from Dak in terms of fantasy, um, but I think their key player in terms of their success, how you know how successful mm-hmm. the season is going to be, it's all on number four. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there, Ben. I like a lot of what you said. Yeah, I think it all comes down to number four's shoulder and how healthy that he ends up actually being. I don't know if you've watched Hard Knocks at all either, but I agree with that. Zeke look, does look like he's slimmed down a lot. I like kind of like feel like Zeke looks more like a leader this year. Like last year, I feel like he kind of quit. Just seems more focused yeah. coming into the season. Yeah, and like too, the, didn't get in trouble this off season like he has in the past. Exactly, and like I feel like he was kind of pouting, pouting for the way the season went last year, rather than on this year's Hard Knocks. Like they were, I can't remember the running back's name, but it's like the third string guy who's battling to make the team. Every single play, like in between each play, Zeke was trying to point stuff out to him and help him. So I was like, damn, that's something I actually really like to see from Zeke. It looks like he wants to be a leader more so. But, I mean, Dak is all the toys, man. I mean, this wide receiving core is absolutely stacked. I think they probably have the best wide receiver trio in the league. Do they go after – should they go after Cam Newton? See, I have seen those rumors. Honestly, I think Cam Newton needs to go to Baltimore. Because, you know, he can sit behind – because he can fit into a system that's actually set up for him to run the football. I think that would be the best thing for him is to go sit behind Lamar Jackson and be his backup. Okay. Someone made a good point to me, though, today on Twitter. I don't know if Cam Newton wants to be a backup quarterback. Look, if he doesn't want to be a backup quarterback, all i got to say is he might as well go play in the CFL or XFL because <laughs> that's about the only chance he's going to get as a starter at this point. But, yeah, you know, I think that Dallas – it's going to come down to the defense and if they can keep their offensive line healthy. The offense should be ready for positive regression with all the injuries they had to their offensive line. I mean, this is one of the best offensive lines in the league when they're healthy. Zeke should have a nice bounce-back season. Dak should, once he actually gets out there on the field, be a lot better. I think it's going to come down to this defense. And to be honest with you, they might have the worst head coach and defensive coordinator combo in the league with Dan Quinn and uh, oh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, they brought in Dan Quinn to be the defensive coordinator. I don't think he's the man to fix their problems. I like Dem- Demarcus Lawrence. I like Leighton Vanderash, the rest of the defense. I mean, I like Mika Parsons. He looks great in preseason. Me and Ben were high on him last year going into the college football season. I think the defense has to be better, but... Let's put it this way. If the offense can be better and they can actually run the ball and get some leads, I think their defense can play a lot better. But this defense was flat out horrible. They were worse than the Falcons' defense was last year, so it's hard for them not to be a little bit better. 
fantasy player wise, I think you can really never go wrong with Zeke. They love yeah. to feed him the rock. I think Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, I think those are your top three options, I would say. See, I love Zeke. I think he's due for some positive regression. I think that Tony Pollard's a great like he last. Is a good backup. Yeah, I think he's a great like last pick in your fantasy draft just to get like a handcuff and just to get you know a little boomer bust guy. But I actually does think he do, does he do pump returns for them? Does yeah, he, do he does. Special teams? Yeah, he does special teams too. So I mean, that's another bonus. But I actually like Dak. Do you? Call me crazy. I mean, Dak might be a little banged up right now. I don't love taking him in like the first eight rounds, but after that, I like taking Dak and stash him. I would take two QBs, but I would stash him because once he gets healthy, he has all the toys and he has a healthy offensive line and a good run game. And Dak runs the ball a little bit too himself. So I think Dak's a good fantasy quarterback pick. He may not run it this year as much with the bad ankle and bad shoulder, but he does have the ability to run. Um, anything else on the Cowboys? Nothing else for me on America's team. <laughs> um, uh, the only other thing I'm going to say is please be better this year, Dallas. I have them going under 9.5, but please just be competitive because all those games where we got stuck watching Ben DiNucci and that other garbage they threw out there cut. on the field. Oh, thank God. Their only backup quarterback is Cooper Rush. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. We don't, I don't want to watch Cooper Rush out there in primetime because you all already know that they're going to give Dallas at least five to six primetime games this year. So. Don't want to see any of that. Last team here in the lowly NFC East is easily the worst team in the NFC East. Arguably one of the top five worst teams in the NFL. The Philadelphia Eagles. I have them going under their win total of six and a half. Look, I think Jalen Hurts. I'm going to go ahead. I know usually we don't start out with fantasy player. I love Jalen Hurts for fantasy. I can just see the Eagles losing 31-7. to Jalen Hurts punching in two meaningless touchdowns on the ground, getting you about 30 fantasy points, yet them losing the game 38-21. This defense has lost a lot over the years. We know how bad their secondary is. It only gets worse. Yeah. Um, their defensive line has gotten worse. They still do have um, Fletcher Cox in the middle, who I think is one of the best defensive players in the league. But after that, there's nothing on this defense. Barnett is okay, but... I mean, yeah, Nick... Oh, yeah, I didn't even Derek think about... Barnett yeah, Derek Barnett yeah. from Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like Barnett, but this offensive line, you know, would really been the strong point of their team. They don't have Lane Johnson anymore. They don't have Jason Peters anymore. They, I believe they're missing one of their offensive linemen as well. This is a full-out rebuild here in Philadelphia. I think it's going to get worse before it gets any better. I do think Devonta Smith, though, is going to be a breakout player and have a nasty year. I mean, his route running, he probably has some of the best route running I've ever seen yeah. from a wide receiver. I think he's going to be the next like Joey Galloway-type wide receiver. I like him. I don't like anything else on this team. I know absolutely nothing about their coach. Yeah, that I, too. I the only thing I know about him is that he used to work under Frank Wright, who was on the Eagles. Yep. I think when they were the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, champs. I, that's about all I know from him. Some Eagles fans I've talked to, they don't know much about him. They're not too excited from him. His press conferences are quite hilarious. Um, they just brought in Gardner Minshew. Uh, they traded a six-round pick for Gardner. I think that's a solid trade. I think that puts pressure on Hertz for the yep. obvious reasons. Uh, because we know Minshew is good enough to play. I think he's been a starter for two years now Yeah, in Jacksonville, and he's been able to win more than any other quarterback in Jacksonville, other than the Blake Bortles one year that won the yeah. AFC Championship when they had the best defense in the league. The thing that I know about Jalen Hurts is he thrives like no one they're under pressure. He's not scared of the moment. He's not scared of any big moment. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's week one. I don't care if it's a rivalry game. He thrives in it. And I think he's willing – I think he loves the competition. I think he knows he's you know QB1, but he knows that Gardner Minshew coming in – listen, Joe Flacco is not competition. <laughs> no. But Gardner Minshew can be. If Jalen's yeah. not playing well through the first four or five weeks, they might switch things up. You never know. Um, and other than that, they have nothing around him. Um, you know, I think fantasy player-wise, I think Devontae Smith hurts. I think Miles Sanders is a decent yeah. option because I do think they're going to run the football a lot. My only thing with Miles Sanders is, does Jalen Hurts take rushes, rushing touchdowns away? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. In the red zone last year, did Jalen Hurts get quarterback design runs? Yeah, he, Jalen Hurts put up decent numbers in the games he actually played in. So I mean, other than that, I mean, the key players for them is the progression, the growth of Jalen Hurts, and you got to get something out of your wide receivers. they got to yeah. catch the ball better. They got, I mean, this team's going to be bad. Yeah, Jalen Rager also too. He's gonna have to do something after they drafted him over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, I know it's only gonna get worse. I do like their tight ends, um, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. That might be decent, you know. But yeah, this team's gonna suck, and they're definitely gonna lose a lot this year. That's the Falcons' first game on the schedule, so hopefully we can start out one and zero, baby. 
Um, let's turn our attention to the other team in the NFC that we're touching on on this podcast. That's the NFC North. Also, we're running on great time right now, Ben. We're about 20 minutes deep, so let's hopefully we can keep this pace up as well for y'all and get through in about an hour and 20 minutes. But NFC North here, I mean, this this division's got a lot to talk about, guys. There's a lot of turnover, obviously, of the Aaron Rodgers saga and everything. So only place we can start out with is the reigning champions, the Green Bay Packers. Packers win totals at 10.5. I put IDK because I really don't know if they're going to go over or under this win total. Gun to my head, I won't doubt Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'll go over. But look, the offensive line is going to regress. David Bakhtiari is starting the season out on the on the pup list, which means he can return week six or later. Um, they lost two other starters from their offensive line. To go on top of that, they have the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL. And mm. the one thing that makes me not like this as much is their third down blitz rate last year was off the charts of them actually getting home on blitzes. But their pressure rate was one of the bottom in the league. So basically, they're getting lucky. So there's going to be some regression on the defensive side of the ball. And this defense gave up a lot of yards. But look, I love Matt LaFleur. I mean, he's, in my opinion, he's from that Kyle Shanahan tree. All y'all know that I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's one of the best minds in football. I think LaFleur's right there with him. I think they're going to be able to pound the ball. I mean, they have, they actually have weapons. You know, Aaron Jones is an animal. A.J. Dillon's an animal. Then on top of that, um, you bring in Amari Rodgers from Clemson. You bring back Randall Cobb, who Aaron Rodgers required them to get. You have, still have Valdez Scantling, and you still have, who's the other wide receiver I'm not thinking of? Um, God, Adams. No, uh, I said Adam. Oh, shoot, I can't remember the they other They have Tanya as the tight end. Yeah, so. Robert Tanyan too. So, I mean, they have weapons across the board on offense. The thing is, if they can keep Aaron Rodgers upright and keep him healthy and in there. Look, Aaron Rodgers had one of the best seasons I've seen a quarterback have. I don't believe he can reciprocate that season twice. I still think he can be really good because he is Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he can be that good as last year. I think there's going to be some regression for the Packers. I could see them going over the win total. I don't see them winning the division. Yeah, I mean, you and I feel a little bit different. Um, I'm not concerned at all about the the ownership issues with Aaron Rodgers. I think if he's on the field, he's ready to dominate. And when he's yeah. off the field, he doesn't give a shit about the Packers. And that's that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, the the good thing with, um, I think, the offense and, back, you know, David Bakhtari is one of the best left tackles in football. That's a massive loss. It's If you watch the blind side in the yeah. opening scene, it tells you it's the second most important position in football behind the quarterback. So that's a loss. I think the familiarity with weapons is going to help Rodgers a lot. And the reason for that is because there's no one better in the league at quick passes than Aaron Rodgers. He gets the ball out of his hand in an instant. And you have to have the chemistry with receivers. You know, in the goal line, we saw him a lot last year. It's a run play. And he turns around and throws a slant to Devontae Adams. I mean, he's thrown that a hundred times to Randall Cobb in his life. You know what I mean? So uh, Devontae Adams... Best receiver in football, second best receiver. I mean, top three receiver in football. Oh, he's got the reigning receiving title. We'll give yeah. it to him. I mean, top three receiver. Him and Aaron Rodgers love each other. They're having issues with Devontae Adams as well in terms of ownership. I still have this team winning the, winning the division, but it wouldn't shock me if they came in second. Yeah. this. I mean, hey, this could be the last dance for Rodgers and Adams. We've seen them tease it here a little bit. Ben hit the nail on the head, fantasy drive and draft. I mean, Devontae Adams should be the first receiver off the board in your fantasy draft. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a great pick. Um, Aaron Jones is a great pick. Robert Tanya is a great pick. Let's put it this way. When you have an offensive coordinator like Matt LaFleur, anybody's a good pick. I'd stay away from the other receivers. Their other receivers are more – like Von Scanling has the ability to kind of have a couple games that go off, but they're not reliable enough. If you want to stash them on your bench, maybe one of your last picks, then sure. Um, But Devontae Adams, I mean, if he's open, he gets the ball. It, no question. I mean, yeah. He, if he's open, he gets the ball, and he's always open. <laughs> exactly. Alan Lazard's the other receiver I can think yeah. of. There we go. I, can, I could picture his face as committing the name. They're key. I mean, I, we call it key player. I don't have one player. It's you named it. Pass rush. They can't get you. Can't uh, if you can't rush the passer in the NFL, you're gonna have a lot of problems because mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely impossible to play quarterback. Cornerback uh, in the NFL. They do have a pretty good secondary, though. Best in the NFL, in my opinion. Besides Kevin King, of course. Kevin King got absolutely torched in that NFC Who's Championship the, the game. Who's uh, Jair Alexander? Jair Alexander. Lockdown. He led the NFL in Lockdown. interceptions. Yeah. yeah, you don't put it on Jair Alexander. He takes away the entire side of the field, pretty and much. And this is a division to where there's only one strong offensive team. You know, the Bears, they have a great receiver in Allen Robinson. Yeah. But other than that, I mean... You know, the Vikings have two receivers. And, we'll, and let's just go right in. Let's just talk about the Vikings. I have them finishing second. Uh, I know you have him finishing first. Uh, I'll go real quick on him. I really do expect this defense to bounce back. You're, I know that you are absolutely in love with Zimmer as a coach. Oh, yeah. I still believe he's one of the best defensive minds in football. 
you know, they had a lot of injuries early in the year on defense. It was also the COVID season. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to just like brush it over because they were bad. But they yeah. were also really young, and you and I talked about that a lot last year. The key to this team is the exact same thing every single year. It is the consistency of what Kirk Cousins is going to give you because they have two outstanding receivers mm-hmm. in uh, Adam Thielen, who's Mr. Consistent, um, and then they also have uh, Justin Jefferson, who had an outstanding rookie year. I was a little, uh, you know, he's a Bama guy. I thought Irv Smith had a really good chance to kind of shame. It was his first year to be without uh, Kyle Rudolph to be the man. He just got hurt. Um, but, I mean, this team lives and dies on the consistency of what Kirk Cousins can give them. The only thing I'm worried about, it's not even football-related. Mike Zimmer has been very outspoken about the vaccine. He thinks the players should have it, and his starting quarterback is very anti-vaccine. Yep. I mean, he get if he gets COVID, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer is not going to be very happy. I couldn't tell you who their backup quarterback is. In terms yes, of you their- can. Kellen Mond. Oh, Kellen Mond, okay. I mean, in terms of keep, I mean, fantasy players, and then I'll let you go. I mean, Dalvin Cook, I think he's running back one, two. RB1. One, two, or three, yeah. however you want to rate him, Henry, and McCaffrey. Um, and then the two wide receivers I named. Yeah. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head, Ben, on pretty much all your points. Um, also, too, the thing that pissed off Zimmer even more and had him and Kirk Cousins kind of barking at each other a little bit was Kirk Cousins in the entire QB room had got compromised due to COVID right before that first preseason game, so none of them could play. Or I guess they were able to play in the preseason game, but they pretty much missed all practice time up until then. So Zimmer was very pissed over that. Look, Vikings do have a hard schedule. They have the fifth hardest schedule in the league. Packers have the fourth hardest schedule. And this whole division plays a tough schedule just because of who they play in their crossover division as well. I bet the Vikings over eight and a half wins. I also bet them bet them um, two fifteen to win the division. Look, this offense is absolutely stacked. After you lose Stephon Diggs and you add Justin Jefferson, you go from the tenth best offense in the league to the eighth best offense. This team loves to throw the ball outside Dalvin Cook, which I think is massive as well. Getting him involved the way they do, I mean, he's one of those running backs who just does it all for them. I think his offense is going to keep getting better as the season goes on, and they're going to have another great season. Once again, I think, like you said, though, Ben, that defense is due for positive regression. Defense was horrible last year. Vikings barely missed the playoffs. I think the Vikings defense comes in this year and gives them the jump they need. They had so many young guys. I think in their second year, they're going to be a lot better. Also, too, they did bring in Patrick Peterson, and they brought back Everson Griffin, who they lost. And Daniil Hunter didn't even play in a game last year. So Daniil Hunter went from almost leading the NFL in sacks to not even playing in a game. I think that's huge for them. So this Vikings defense, man, is going to be back. If you if you throw in a mediocre defense with the offense last year, they easily would have won 10 games. I think they win 10 to 11 games this year win this division. It's going to be tight between them and Green Bay, that's for damn sure. But I just like giving those odds at plus 215. Next team up on here, you know, we can go through this team quick, so we might as well throw them up here, is the Detroit Lions. Look, the Lions are going to be horrendous this year. Lions win total is over under five wins. I'm going under that, and look, you can say, oh, this team sucks, you just want to go under because it's the hard because it's a low win total. I want to go under because they play the eighth hardest schedule in the NFL. It would be along with sucking. It's not going to get any better. Jared Goff, um, let's put it this way. Sean McVay gave up on him and could barely do anything with him on offense, yet somehow found ways to win games with him. I don't see how Jared Goff can do any better than he did when he was with McVay. It's pretty much holding impossible. Holding his hand, my Yeah, with McVay literally holding his hand to get through everything. So I don't see how Goff can do any better. I do think they have decent skill position players. Like I like TJ Hawkinson. I like... DeAndre Swift, um, their wide receivers that were terrible. They lost, I think. They lost Marvin Jones and they lost Holiday. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, they're supposed to be starting St. Brown from USC. Supposed to be one of their starting wide receivers. So, not much to love in that wide receiver room. This defense is going to be terrible. they got to rebuild everything from the ground up. Good thing is, though, they have the most draft capital in the NFL to do so, thanks to trading Matthew Stafford. It's going to be a tough season to be a Lions fan, but then again, when is it not? Uh, I'll be very quick. Um, the key to the, I mean, they don't have a key player that's going to help them. Um, I think the key for them is just continue to grow. You, you got to keep getting better. Let's see what you can do with uh, with Jared Goff. You got to keep getting DeAndre Swift involved to get him involved. I, the only uh, fantasy player that I would think about is TJ Hawkinson because I know that Goff really likes tight ends. Uh, is it Higby? Um, Rams. Yeah, Tyler Higby. He was very involved in the offense. Yep. Um, TJ Hawkinson is a quality tight end. He's probably within the five to seven range of tight yeah. end in terms of fantasy. 
Um, you know, they drafted uh, who's the offensive lineman out of uh, Oregon? Pina Sewell. Pina Sewell. Let's see what he can do. I mean, I. That's all. I mean, seriously, that's all I have on that. Yeah, apparently, too, P.A. Sewell's playing right tackle, and he hates playing right tackle, so he apparently has not been getting good reports out of training camp, but honestly, he's probably just pissed off to be... I mean, not only does living in Detroit suck, but playing for their team as well sucks just as much, so that's probably got to be a lot to do with it when you're coming from, you know, living out on the West Coast in Oregon, so... It's going to be a tough year to be Finishing a Finishing last in that division? Yeah. 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 Uh, no debate there. The last team on here is the Chicago Bears. Their win total is set at 7.5. I have them going over this win total, but I'm going to tell you all this. It can go either way. I wouldn't bet any money on it. This is the highest variance team in the league, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go to the main reason why I think this is the highest variance team is because, look, when Andy Dalton's in there, they're going to be absolutely terrible on offense. Yeah. When they make the switch, though, over to Justin Fields, whenever it happens, See what the kid can do. Justin Fields can run. He can provide a lot of electricness to this offense. No one's going to have tape on him, really, when he goes in there. Um, My problem is the offensive line may not help him much. Yeah, that is true. Actually, he, he can run, but if you're running for your life consistently, it you know, young quarterback running for his life, that equals turnovers eventually. Yeah, the good thing is, though, I think they're going to have a good ground game. They bring in Damian Williams from Kansas City. Tariq Cohen will miss a little bit more time. But Super Bowl MVP, Damian Williams? No, he didn't win Super Bowl MVP, but he went, yeah, but he balled yeah. out. He sh- probably should have won it, but they still gave it to Mahomes for whatever reason. But I mean, I actually think David Montgomery is in fantasy wise. I love David Montgomery. Yeah. Look, when they switched their run attack, I believe it was about week ten or it was either week nine or ten. They switched their running attack and they got Montgomery more involved in their offense. He took off. He had over a hundred yards and a touchdown in the last seven games of the season. It's got transformed their entire offense. I think he can be a beast in here, but also too, man. They have some underrated weapons. Allen Robinson, in my opinion. I mean, Allen Robinson. Reliable wide receiver one. Yeah, he's been a top 10 wide receiver one, and that's with Blake Bortles and Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and uh, and Mitch Trubisky is his quarterback in the yeah. NFL. So he's had terrible quarterbacks, and he's been in the top 10 somehow every single time. See what him and Fields can do together. The only thing I want to add, because um, I think Dalton's going to start week one. I, I disagree yeah. with that, to be honest with you. And the reason why is because Dan, Andy Dalton had – a pretty good, pretty decent Cowboys offense yeah. last year. And literally, not only could he not score, he couldn't move the football. Not at all. And he all. had all the guys I named when we talked about the Cowboys. I don't need to repeat them. Uh, in terms of fantasy, I really think it's Montgomery and Allen Robinson. If you want to snag fields just to stash him until he starts, you can you can do that. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of key players, it's Justin Fields, because I think eventually he does play. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think it's Matt Nagy. Um I don't know if he's going to get another year. I think drafting a young quarterback, he can maybe convince ownership that, to give him one full year yeah. of fields. But I think their GM stinks. I think their head coach stinks. I think the ownership, from what I've heard, stinks. Yeah. I think it's just a mess of an organization. I still have them finishing third. Um, you know what? It's The last thing I'll add is I don't understand why teams – think that drafting a quarterback over building an offensive line is more important because you won't have quarterback success without an offensive line. And I think there's a lot of, of capable quarterbacks like an Andy Dalton, like Mike Glennon was years ago. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, uh, I can't think of guys off the top of my head right now. But there's guys who are just serviceable in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Gardner Minshew, I think. Yeah. I think you build the offensive line and then you go find your quarterback. Unless there is a generational quarterback that just drop, you know, jaw-dropping. Yeah. Justin Fields is not that guy. He's great. He was unbelievable in college. He's honestly one of probably top five Ohio State quarterbacks of all time. Absolutely. And he's going to be running for his life. Yeah, I'm also not sold necessarily on Justin Fields throwing the ball. I mean, he played with stacked-up offense at Ohio State, really yeah. just had to throw a slant Deep pretty much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not 100% sold on Justin Fields yet, but, you know, let's see what he can do. That's why they're a high-variance team. Um, last thing, I mean, we both kind of messed up on this one. We didn't even mention the defense for this team. This defense is no, absolutely yeah. stacked up. I mean, you have Khalil Mack. Um, you have Akeem Hicks in the middle. I mean, you have so many players. Roquan Smith. You have Roquan Smith. Um, you have Kendall Fuller in the secondary. I mean, you have a great secondary and everything. They also bring in Sean um, DeSee. He was he's, was on the staff, but he was not the defensive coordinator last year. But he was also there when they had um, 
what's the Broncos head coach's name? Vic Fangio. Yeah, when they had Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. He's a man after Fangio's heart. He loved to dial up pressure. He loved to burning the pressure. Khalil Mack's going to be a nightmare for every single quarterback in the league again this year. I think the Bears' defense will be solid once again. Let's see what the offense can do. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing more to add. And, you know, I should, we definitely should have brought him up earlier because he's yeah. the strength of this team. But uh, I'm glad you just brought it up because you made some good points there. Yeah, I mean, all the storylines, though, you know, are on the offense. So. Everyone knows that about the defense. Speaking of, a, of defense, let's go over to the AFC East now where we will talk about the definition of a defensive division because oh, yeah. every head coach is a defensive-minded guy now with yep. the Jets bringing in uh, Robert Salah or Salah Salah. Salah, yeah, yeah, Robert Salah, yep. Great segue for us right there. Obviously, we're going to go ahead and start out here with not the biggest story, but the division winner, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Bills, Ben and I both have them winning once again. Ben and I both also might have them going to the Super Bowl as well. Um, Look, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, his first two years in the NFL was one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the NFL and ranked in the bottom half. I hate to toot my own horn here, but I predicted Josh Allen to be the best quarterback out of his draft class. Superstar sense. Josh Allen finally backed me up last year and went off being the fourth best quarterback in the NFL, and I think there's more to come. Some people are saying that it was just an outlier season. I think not so fast. You gave him Stephon Diggs finally and gave him a weapon in his offense. Not to mention they've added Emmanuel Sanders this year. I think Gabriel Davis could break out as well as a sleeper in this offense. On top of all that, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary give you the pass catching back and the power back in this offense. You stack up that offense for for um, Allen once again, and you add all the pass rushing help that they've added throughout the draft the last couple of years. And that's all they've been doing is drafting is drafting right there. You also have Tredavious White, one of the best lockdown corners in the league. I think the Bills might be one of the most complete teams in the entire NFL, considering the fact they still have. I guess Allen just got his big time extension, yeah. but. Still, though, you pretty much have a roster that you signed with him on a rookie deal here. This is the Bills' year, man. I feel good about him. Does the does one of those running backs have fumble issues, or am I making that up? I thought Singletary may have had. Singletary might. It can have be fixed. That, that's yeah. a minor fix. Uh, I'm I'm really not going to add more. This is the unanimous best team in the division, best quarterback in the division. Um, I I don't even think it's close that he's the best quarterback in the division. To be honest with you. The thing that I love about the Buffalo Bills, and this is, to me, I talk about this a lot in terms, this is a football thing that I love. When you know your identity, and when you stick to it, you can have a lot of success in the game of football. The Bills know exactly who they are. They know that they they like to spread you out with their yep. receivers. I think you talking about Emmanuel Sanders coming in is big. He's a consistent guy. He's been around a lot of good quarterbacks coming from Drew Brees. Uh, most re- he was on the Saints last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cole Beasley, uh, assuming he's playing. Yeah, he's still there. I okay. forgot about him. Um, he's got some vaccination issues, so I didn't know if yeah. the league was letting him play. But he's he's a consistent guy. Uh, Gabriel Davis, you mentioned. Stephon Diggs is obviously wide receiver one. Even Isaiah McKenzie. Even Isaiah McKenzie's a speedster. So, I mean, this team's got it all. I think the key player is you got to find some balance. Um, I would like to see them rush Josh Allen less. Unless it's in the red zone. I think in the red zone, you can use his body more. I wouldn't want him to run on just like a third and one on like the 50-yard line. Just hand it off. Trust your offensive line because I think he can wear down pretty easily. He's a big body. I know it's tough to wear him down, but I mean, you can hit hard in the NFL. So that's the only thing that I want to see a little bit more of. Um, Love their coach. Love Sean McDermott. Same here. I think Zach Moss is ready, though. He was an absolute animal in college. I think that he got more. Yeah, Utah. I think he got better as the season went on. Also, too, I can no use to bring the stat up all the time for us last year. What was the red zone stat for the Bills? Wasn't they scored every single time in the red zone until the AFC championship game when they got stopped? They scored either a touchdown or a field goal every trip to the red zone until um, that. AFC. I was thinking of that Josh Allen didn't have a turnover. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have a turnover in the red zone. He threw a pick in the AFC Championship yeah. game though. Until but until then, he had scored every single trip. And fantasy players, I, I mean, Diggs and Allen, I would say are your best options. You oh, mentioned yeah. Davis as a sleeper. Um, I, I'd say that's solid for the Bills. Yeah, I'd say that's about it. Um, I do like Zach Moss, but I wouldn't draft him because Allen's going to run for all his touchdowns around the goal line. So yeah. he kind of gets rid of those running backs for you. Next team up, actually, believe it or not, guys, Ben and I agreed on the second team we have in the division. And I think we, I mean, we haven't determined my wildcard teams yet, but I'm feeling pretty good about taking them as well. That is the New England Patriots. Ben, why don't you tell us about what your boy Mac Jones is going to do as the starting quarterback this year? He can move the football. Uh, he can move it in, in a way that might look a little different from some some of the other, like, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. 
How many young quarterbacks in the league, I'm talking four years and younger, can you name that are successful and that don't run the football or can't run the football? Like, there's not many. I'll let you think on it for a little bit, right? Because there's a lot of mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. A lot of the non-mobile quarterbacks in the league today are all older. older. Like yeah. the Matt Ryans, the Kirk Cousins, the uh, Tom Brady still in the yep. league, uh, Big Ben. Those those guys don't run the football. But yeah. almost everyone else that, like, let's talk about the young, successful guys. Justin Herbert. I mean, he can run. Kyler Murray. Boy, does he love to run. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, there, there's guys like the, uh, who just got, um, who was the other rookie last year? Tua. Uh, yeah, but, yeah but he doesn't really run he much. He also had proven so himself as successful so that, yet, I mean, So that's a young guy that doesn't run much. We don't know if he's going to be successful. Mac is efficient. He's the mm-hmm. definition of an efficient passer. I don't love the weapons around him, and we know that that's the only weakness Bill Belichick has ever had as the coach mm-hmm. slash GM. Um, but I like that. Here's the thing. I don't know if a lot of people know this. Mac Jones, who's now QB1, and running back one, Damian Harris, were best friends in college. Yep. I actually was fortunate enough to have two classes with them. They literally do not ever stop talking. They're literally best friends. That's huge. Yeah. Chemistry. It's it's a new quarterback. It is, it's not a new running back. They have handed the ball off a thousand times together in their college careers. I think Damian is a hard runner. He's a guy that you're not going to bring him down one-on-one tackling. I know he's not like the biggest running back, but he's tough to bring down. Best coach in the game. That's obvious. The defense... It's got to be somewhat better, right? I mean, we talked about this off air. They brought in a very good pass rusher in uh, Matthew Judah. Uh, or Judon. Judon, yeah. Judon. And then I believe you told me they brought back Kyle Van Noy, who's yep. very familiar with the Bill Belichick scheme. In terms of uh, fantasy players, I think Damian Harris is a running back two, maybe running back three is not a yeah. bad option. What do you think about their tight ends? They brought in Gianna Smith. They have Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry might be a little banged up right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, John o. Smith was very successful in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, tight end part's definitely tough, but I mean, I feel like they're going to get them involved. I actually like Jacoby Myers. Do the you? Patriots are famous for their slot. They don't have Edelman in there anymore as he's yeah. retired from football. I think Jacoby Myers, I mean, Cam Newton had a couple games where he threw the ball to him like 11 and 12 times a couple times. I think Jacoby Myers is worth one of your last picks in fantasy football because I think he can put numbers up like that, but... Going off what you said, Ben, also, too, they get Hightower back, who sat out last year due to COVID. Yeah, Gilmore will be on the pup list for the first six weeks. That's pretty much the only spot on the entire roster where that I don't like what the Patriots have going on. They got everybody back, man. They have Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick missed the playoffs last year for the first time since pretty much before he had Tom Brady playing quarterback for him. This is, this is a Belichick revenge year. And if we've yeah. learned anything, Belichick is smarter than everybody in the NFL. He was still winning games with nothing last year and making games competitive. I see no way that Belichick doesn't make this competitive once again and get this team back to the playoffs. I feel like you got to take the Patriots over nine and a half wins and to make the playoffs. I'm not personally betting these, but this is what I'm projecting for the season. Key players, I'm going to go with wide receiver production. And I'm going to go with the defense. Yeah, I'm going to go Jacoby Myers as the key player. I think if he can break out and have another solid year, he'll help Mac Jones out a lot. And if they can get some production out of those tight ends they just drafted. So, ultimately, I agree with you on all that. It's going to be fun to watch this Patriots team play. Um, let's go down, way down the map from New England, down to the Miami Dolphins playing in Miami. And we alluded to it a little bit here, guys, with Tua and here at quarterback. That's the real question mark for this team here is what can Tua do? Look. I'm going to say this. It was the COVID year. Tua didn't have a chance to get acclimated. He's still rehabbing from a knee injury. Tua should and, be- and I'll add one more thing. Their offensive coordinator, who's not there anymore, did not let him throw the ball down the field. Exactly. And that's what Tua did at Alabama. And we saw the- him do it in the preseason. He's very good at the intermediate, immediate routes. He's, I mean, he was the best in college football history at the deep ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, barring it was the Falcons' backup defense. Their starting defense already sucks enough, as is. So imagine how bad the backups are. But... Tua looked really good in the preseason game against Atlanta. Tua was able to get Miles Gaskin involved a lot in the pass game. Gaskin kind of broke out, and Gaskin got forgotten about. When he's at Washington, he's one of the best running backs in college football because he played in the Pac-12, and I don't even know if he was drafted or not. I know he wasn't drafted by Miami. He got forgotten about. He had a breakout year. I expect another massive year from him, but I love what they did at receiver. You yeah. pretty much Devontae Parker and nothing other than that. You still have Mike Jacecki at tight end, who's pretty good, but you bring in Jalen Waddell and you bring in Will Fuller. Will Fuller, arguably one of the best down the field threats in the entire NFL with his is he, speed. 
Is he hurt right now? Or suspended for, suspended from okay. drugs. I think okay. he's suspended for two more games. He took like steroids last oh, year. Oh, at the end of last yeah, season. Yeah, of course, last year was the first year he didn't get hurt, and that was the reason why, because he took, took yeah. steroids to strengthen up those legs. But I think with everything Tua has, man, this is his year to be good. This defense is going to be nasty. Brian Flores, look, I've heard people who know more than me about football compare um, Flores, who's a Belichick guy, to Belichick and saying he is the next Belichick. I could see it. Flores did a lot with this team when he came in there the first year when they were absolutely awful, won a lot of games, they had no business winning. I think the Dolphins can turn the page here. I want to take them to make the playoffs. I'm not sure if I can yet. I want to take them over nine and a half wins. I'm not going to bet that one. They're a very high variance team. I think this Dolphins team is really good, and I think they're a little bit slept on. I think that Flores and this team is going to do a lot this upcoming year. Yeah, I love it, man. And uh, you know, I, I'm not going to add much more because I agree with everything you said. I think it's huge that Xavier Howard they worked out those issues. Yep. He requested a trade, and about a week and a half, two weeks later, he was fine. I don't know what happened, but that means they get to keep Howard and. Uh, Byron Jones, the other corner. Yeah. And I believe they're two of the top four highest paid corners in football. Um, and they proved it last year. Zavin Howard or Howard was one of the very best corners in football. One, two, or three. You can mark them wherever you want, honestly. Are we checking the corners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Howard and Jones. And the I'm not gonna try and pronounce that guy's name, but the um, do you know how to pronounce it? I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's the guy it. from Auburn last yeah. year. He was a rookie last year and actually looked decent. For yeah, me. he's one of the NFL um, interception leaders, I know, for a long point in time. Um, good balance in the offense. You mentioned that. Um, in terms of fantasy players, Devontae Parker, Gaskin, uh, I think Gasecki, because I think we already know that Tua loves the tight end. Gasecki yeah. got a lot of targets last year. You can go either way with Jalen Waddell. I, I'm not... Like, I could see Jalen Waddell as, you know... I mean, like Henry Ruggs, I think a lot of people thought he was going to be good. People were surprised Ruggs was the yeah. first wide receiver taken last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it should have been Judy. But he didn't do much. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from rookie receivers when you already have this much production returning, as in Devontae Parker. You're adding Will Fuller eventually and uh, Gasecki. So, there, you know, Waddle might have to take a step back in terms of receptions. But, boy, you got to look out for him on punt returns. Key player's got to be Tua, right? Oh, yeah. Key player, 100% is Tua. Tua balls out. This offense is stacked up. I agree with you. I think Waddle and Gaskin are the fantasy players to draft. I think Gaskin is an RB2. If you can get him in your flex as an RB3, I mean, you might have one of the best teams in your entire league with how loaded up your running backs can be. Also, their defensive line is stacked, too. Yeah. Emmanuel Ogba, Raekwon Davis, Christian been, Wilkins. Raekwon's been great in preseason, and oh, Flores yeah. loves him. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. This Dolphins defense to be nasty. I think this could be a really good year down in Miami, and finally... Make their, make their return to the playoffs. The last team here in the division is the New York Jets. Um, Jets actually are going to be fun to talk about for once. For I think spin. so. Um, they bring an entirely new head coach. They bring in a new offensive coordinator. bring in new everything. Ben, why don't you get us kicked off on them? New coach, Robert Salah, the, who was the great defensive coordinator in San Francisco for many, many years. Uh, do you know the name of the offensive coordinator? Yeah, it's Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother. Okay. Um, so I know you like that because you know, oh, yeah. you're like a family. Obviously, they're starting Zach Wilson week one. Yeah. I don't think they have anyone. I mean, I don't know who they're. Yeah, no. They uh, Their backup is Sam Morgan from, I think he's from like James Madison or something okay. like that. So Wilson's going to play every week as long as he's healthy. Their defense is going to be very good. Yeah. Um, their defensive line specifically is very, very good. Oh, yeah. Um, you add in a guy like uh, Robert Saul as the head coach who you know is going to be heavily involved in the defensive schemes. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line, I think, is getting better. Uh, Makai Becton is an absolute mountain of a man. He was fabulous last year. He was great. It's just there's a lot of new stuff, and when you're playing with a rookie quarterback in a division where every single head coach is a defensive schemed guy, yeah, I think they're going to take advantage of him. Um, I love, it. I absolutely love that they brought in Corey Davis. I think. He he was they didn't need him you know when when they were going after I think they got rid of him and then they brought in Julio a little bit after which obviously works out better for the Titans but Corey Davis can really be a wide receiver one I I, I do think he can be that he was drafted like number five overall yeah. out of Western Michigan um that's pretty much all I have in terms of the outlook of the team I I, I have them last in the division but I do think they're definitely on the rise. Uh, I'll let you talk about first before we go into fantasy and key players. Yeah, I mean, they have Robert Sala, and they have a decently underrated defense. I think their defense will be decent. I think Sala will end up getting some out of him. I think it might take a couple weeks. 
ultimately. They're going to play hard. Yeah, exactly. He's an intense, fiery coach. Yeah, he is. Even though the 49ers all the time, like you would see him yelling and hyping up everybody and going crazy whenever they get big plays. Also, dude, the 49ers are one of the nastiest defenses in the league. I think he'll bring that tenacity to this Jets team, and I think they'll get some sleeper wins towards the end of the season. In terms of their win total, they're at six. I've been pushing that win total. I think that six wins seems about realistic. Zach Wilson, not going to lie. All these quarter, rookie quarterbacks can't be good. No. I don't buy Zach Wilson, but at the same time, he does have the weapons he needs to be successful. I think Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman is solid in the backfield compared to, and they have uh, P. Ryan, Michael P. Ryan as well. So I think they have a decent stable of backs they can run behind their, they have an average offensive line, but you hit the nail on the head. It's the wide receivers. I love Jameson Crowder. I absolutely love um, Corey Davis, and then they have one other, I can't think of their other wide receivers off the top of my head, but I think their wide receiver room is pretty stacked up here. I mean, Zach Wilson has everything he needs to get the ball out there and get this team and get this team going. I mean, there's been a lot of videos of him making some pretty good throws in the uh, in the preseason. It is preseason though, so you don't really know what they're going up against. Oh, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss—that's yes. the other wide receiver I couldn't think of. He's been—they said he looked good in Pratt and camp until he got hurt. I think Elijah Moore can come back and be a beast. I mean, he, they're literally just throwing the ball up to him at Ole Miss. He's making every single play. I think the Jets can surprise some teams, but ultimately. It's still a long way to go for this team. Key players or, or, or key for the Jets is, I think, just growth. Yeah. Find out what Robert uh, Salah is in, in the crunch moments of a head coach. as a crumble under pressure like the Falcons' uh, last coach did. Um, it's not boom or bust in one season ever for a rookie quarterback. People yeah. overreact. People are going to overreact if Zach Wilson doesn't look good, especially because it's the New York media it's not Boomer Bust. He needs at least three years before I'm yeah. going to judge anything. Um, and that goes for the coaches, uh, all their coaching staff, new offense. Has he called plays before in LaFleur? No, but he's okay. been assistant OC at a okay. couple Okay, so he's, he's familiar yeah. with how to run an offense. Yeah, he's familiar with how to run an offense. He's never been the been the head play caller, but I mean, I think he'll do just like his brother did and, you know, take over just fine. Um, last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you on all that. I think the key for the Jets is just to get better week to week, yeah. you know, not to worry about the losses, shake that off and just work on getting better week to week. The Jets do have a decent, I mean, they have some stuff they can build on. So we'll I, see. I, you know, for me, it's focus. If, if I'm the Jets, focus on discipline. Don't kill yourself in games. Don't make stupid penalties. Don't, you know, don't kill yourself in the 15 yard penalties. Just play. And if you lose the game playing your game, at least you can grow. When you're trying to grow as a young quarterback and you're making mistakes because you're, you know, the rest of your team is making mistakes, you're not going to grow. You're not going to learn much. Um, just play disciplined football and see how far this defense can take you. Yeah, I agree. I like that point a lot, Ben. Um, last division we got here, guys. It's been a long one. We got the AFC North. So just to recap real quick, we have Ben had the Packers winning the NFC North. I had the Vikings, um, the NFC East. We, we both had the Washington football team and the AFC um, South. We both had, or sorry, AFC um, North or East. Ugh. AFC East, um, we both have the Bills winning that division. So now let's move to the AFC North, which is our last division. We'll kick things off with the reigning champion, Baltimore Ravens. The win total is 11. I have been pushing their win total. To be honest with you guys, I don't feel good about anything with this team. That didn't change since the Dobbins injury. No. I mean, Dobbins going down, I think, definitely hurts this offense. Who already Realistically, this offense's only playmaker is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson runs the ball and does everything for them. They're going to have to keep him healthy, and he's going to take a lot of hits with running the ball and playing football the way he does. They bring in Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman. Both of them are banged up and might miss a week or two as well, which I don't like that for the Ravens at all. On top of that, J.K. Dobbins goes down. Who, I mean, they said they were going to get him involved a lot, catching passes and doing a lot of things. This offense not having him in there sucks. They lost Matthew Judon, as we talked about earlier, yeah. which was their best pass rusher last year. Um, they have a lot of question marks at safety. They do have stacked up corners. They also have the second hardest schedule in the NFL. I think regression is going to come in for the Ravens right here. Um, I still like their defensive line and a lot of the players on the defense. I just think they're due for some defensive regression. They do love to blitz, so that is one thing yeah. that Martin Gale loves to do is bring the pressure, bring the pressure. Goes back to Lamar Jackson, though. We know that he's going to want to get the ball to Mark Andrews. We know that he's going to want to try to get Hollywood Brown on the edge. We know he's going to run the, want to run the football. Make him throw the ball outside the numbers. That's what he does not do well. That's what teams are going to try to do. It seems like teams have become better and better each year stopping him. At the same time, though, I think Lamar Jackson's a beast. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's going to get better throwing the ball on the outside. 
We'll just see how much better he's actually gotten at it. If he's going to become that good that you can't stack the box. You can't stack the box on him. He's going to run the ball and you are all day to be absolutely unstoppable. Ultimately, I do not think the Ravens win this division. I have them coming in second. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, I think he averaged like six yards a carry last year, which is like Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I mean, Gus Edwards, I mean, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. The most replaceable position on an NFL team is a running back. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards knows his offense. I think he's been there for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, pretty similar styles to J.K. Dobbins, both kind of low to the ground. That's kind of a football mm-hmm. term to say they're kind of short. Uh, but, they're, but they're stocking, they're yeah. hard to bring down. So I think that uh, he already knows the offense. He, him and Lamar have the chemistry together. What does the lack of running back production do for Lamar's carries? I, I don't think a lot of people say they want to see him run less. I, I don't want to agree with that. I don't think you – that's like, you know, you know the saying, um, you keep the Ferrari in the garage? Yeah. Lamar Jackson's a Ferrari. Yeah, you let him it. Let him play football. Don't hold him back of anything. Just let him play, right? I think I agree with you completely on make him throw the outside. That's a lot harder when Sammy Watkins and Bateman might not start the year. You know, this team plays really hard. When you play at Baltimore, it's extremely tough to play there. I know that their schedule is really hard, but they're pretty consistent at this point. Harbaugh is a tremendous coach. I have them second in the division. It's basically by default because the Steelers and the uh, Bengals are just not better. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the Ravens, they're bullies, man. They like to beat up on the bad teams. Whenever they play bad teams, not only do they beat them, but they beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, the games are not even close. Like, whenever they play the Bengals... The Lamar MVP yeah. year is the perfect yeah. example. Exactly. Whenever they play the Bengals, they just will beat the crap out of them. The Bengals don't even want to play anymore. It's how bad they beat them every single time. I'm going to say my key player to this team is going to be an unnamed wide receiver. I think one of these wide receivers needs to step up and be one of the top That's guys nice. in the league. Um, they also do have Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State, who I think is a really good wide receiver. Maybe he can step up. Maybe Hollywood Brown can step up. Um, maybe it can be Watkins or Bateman. I, they just need one of these wide receivers to step in the spotlight. I think if they can get a wide receiver, he can go up and make plays. Look, it's not just that Lamar Jackson can't throw to the outside. He doesn't really have the wide receiver weapons that all these other teams have on the edge. You know, He doesn't have that big-time possession receiver. He doesn't have Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown. You know? I guess Watkins is their plan to be that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if they end up doing that. Fantasy-wise, Ben hit the Ben said it a thousand times. Lamar Jackson is the fantasy player to draft right. on this team. They're I really backs. think Hollywood Brown's not a bad oh, wide no, receiver been, three on your fantasy. Yeah, team. I've been yeah. taking Hollywood Brown in a lot of my leagues as one of my backup uh, wide receivers. I think he has a lot of potential as well. Mark Andrews as well is one of the. Yeah. He's kind of the the tight end that's bigger. He's the above Hawkinson. Yeah, he's yeah. stuck in that in that same tier as Kyle Pitts. I think he's a great pick as well. The key for me is just find balance in your offense that doesn't count Lamar Jackson running the football. Yeah, find ways to do it. I'm not. You should let Lamar run, but that can't be your run game. Is your quarterback? I'm going to make a bold prediction. The Ravens running rush leader that is not named Lamar Jackson, so who will finish second on the team in rush yards? I'm going to go with Justice Hill. Okay. Running back from Oklahoma State, he played a little bit last year. I think he's been in the league for two years now. I mean, he's listed right now as their third running back. I really think if he can get in there, he can do it, man. He was a beast at Oklahoma State. I mean, Chubba Hubbard couldn't see the field when he was there first because of Justice Hill. Justice Hill can get that, get it going on the ground. I think he can be the guy that can really be the playmaker in this offense. Let's switch to the team that might be becoming America's favorite team. Let's go to the Browns, right? It yeah. seems like everyone is all over the Browns winning this division. That's a reason why I don't like picking them, but I do pick. I did pick them. Um, you know, with the Browns, it's let's start with the defense, right? Miles yeah. Garrett's one of the best defensive ends in the league. You get him dominating, that means he gets double teams. Well, they just brought in Jadavian Clowney, yep. who I know might be a little bit of a disappointment for the number one pick. But if he is, uh, just like I said about Chase Young, if he is one-on-one with a right tackle or left tackle yeah. or a left guard, whatever, it's it's tough to beat this man one-on-one. Um, I'm going to go back to the exact same thing I said about the Bills. I said, I love when teams have their identity, they know what their identity is, and they stick to it. The Browns, for the first time in our lifetime have a head coach who knows exactly what he wants to do and exactly how to do it. Yep. I think Baker's good. I don't think he's great. I think he's good. I think they call plays. I don't know. Do you know if Stefanski called plays for them? Yeah, he does. Okay, so I think he calls plays that makes Baker better. He knows Baker's strengths, rolling out of the pocket. Baker's very good at throwing on the run. He's very accurate. Odell Beckham Jr. comes back. Um, I know that his numbers with Baker, they're not great, but they haven't played a ton together. 
best running back duo in all of the NFL, in my opinion, with, oh, yeah. with Nick Chubb. Um, he's right behind the three that I named earlier. I would put him at number four or five running back. He might be those guys. So the thing is, they can all catch and do other stuff. Chubb is just yeah. purely running the ball between the tackles. Might actually be second best only to Derrick Henry. So like my my top five running backs, and I'm not just speaking fantasy. I'm just talking in general. I know in no. Well, I'll put him in order. McCaffrey. I mean, who do you want to put second? Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook? You can go either or. I've Henry at one actually for just okay. purely running. So I'll go, I'll go McCaffrey, I'll go Derrick Henry, I'll go Cook. I think Kamara's next, and then yeah. I think Chubb is right there. I agree. No, I agree with you completely. I like that list a lot. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you hit the, all the nails on the head here. Um, offense is stacked up. You get Njoku back. You already have Austin Hooper. Um, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um Shoot, they have another wide receiver too, uh, Rashad Higgins. I yep. mean, they, they have all the Depth. toys and everything. They have offensive line. They have one of the best play callers in the league with Stefanski and everything he does for Baker Mayfield. I'm actually all over this Browns team. I think the Browns are going to be great this year. I'm very big on them. I'm all bought in on them. I have them going over eight and a half wins. I also took them to win the division at plus 143. Um their defense is stacked, man. You have Miles Garrett, Clowney, like you said, but you also bring in Newsom and um, Greedy Williams. Newsom's their first round pick. He's a corner. You bring in Greedy Williams as well, and you bring in John Johnson, who's one of the best. I think they, had, they had Greedy. I think he just didn't play last year. Yeah, right? that's yeah. what it was. He didn't play last year. He's back as well. Then you have John Johnson as well, and you have um, Ronnie Harrison's a safety. Who's their Who's their other um, other uh, corner? He's a beast. He's from Ohio State. He's one of, Denzel Ward. Denzel, Denzel yep. Ward, one of the best corners in the league. I mean, this Browns defense is loaded. This team is loaded. This Browns team sucked for so long, and this is what they use all those first they have their picks identity. on. Yeah, are these guys, and they got the head coach in there to call the right plays. They figured everything out. I love the Browns. I think the Browns win this division easily. I think the Browns win, win 12 to 14 games in the regular season. Fantasy-wise, you can't go wrong with either running back. They, uh, yep. I mean, Chubb's the workhorse, but Kareem Hunt gets a lot. Uh, he actually gets more catches. I really think Odell Beckham Jr. can be a late snag. He, listen, he is a freak athlete. Yeah. He is honestly one of the best receivers in, uh, when you're talking about yards after catch in open space. If he gets a slant, he can literally take it to the house if no one is directly in front of him. He's just got to stay healthy. Um, you know, his injuries have been kind of freak injuries. It's not They're not like yeah. his fault. Um, Jarvis Landry is is, a, is another good option. Him and Odell are, I mean, they're literally best friends. They put at LSU together. I think they're tight ends. Uh, I mean, Austin Hooper was very reliable on the Falcons. Oh, yeah. um, Baker does like the tight end. Uh, I, I would go, I would lean Hooper more than in Joker. Uh, the Joker or Injoku, whatever his name is. Um, I mean, their key player's got to be the consistency of Baker Mayfield, right? It's basically the same thing as as the Vikings. Is the Vikings are going to go as far as Kirk Cousins can take them? The Browns are going to go as far as Baker Mayfield can take them. Um, I think, that's kind of how I see. Yeah, it. I think I think the sky's the limit too for Baker Mayfield. Are He's you, a guy who plays a chip are you on his worried? Shoulder. Not worried. He hasn't gotten a contract extension yet. Baker? Yeah, I think do that's you all think the more it has, Do you think it's on the field? Do you think it's he had some off the field kind of stuff when he was a rookie. Like, do you think they just don't think he's mature enough? I mean, he's good. I feel like he's he's good. He, he's won more than any Browns quarterback ever. Yeah, well, I think that it's they want to see what they have ultimately. They don't want to lock themselves up. Okay. But also, too, with how much money they're paying all these players, they actually can't pay him until the offseason okay. as well when they have guys off their book. But yeah, I think Baker ultimately is going to get that contract extension. I think that just gives him more of a reason to pay with his chip on it. With play and with he chip loves on his shoulder. the chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Baker last year, you know, played with a lot of swagger and everything. I think he comes back with that once again. So. I'm all in on Baker breaking out. I think we could probably go pretty quickly through the, the last you know two teams in the division. We'll start yeah. with the Steelers. Um, I think even with the loss of Bud Dupree, I think he went to Tennessee. Yeah. I still think this defense is great. Um, I really like their secondary. I, I mean, T.J. Watt is, is one of the best pass rushers in football. My biggest concern is their offensive line production and, and Big Ben. Um, he, I mean, he's tough to bring down, but he can't move. So if you can't block for him... It's tough. I yeah. think a lot of people are high on Najee Harris for obvious reasons. What you saw in yeah. Alabama, he's a great pass catcher, great runner, tough to bring down. But you're only as good as your offensive line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think they have really good receivers. Uh, I mean, they have three, four receivers that are great. I just, you know, the offensive line in Big Ben worries me. Um, that's pretty much all I have. All I have on the Steelers. You know, to be honest with you, I think they're key players. 
Offensive line, Big Ben. I've said that three times now. In terms of fantasy, people are high on Najee Harris. Um, I don't think you can go wrong necessarily with him, but I do think like a Chase Claypool and uh, and Juju Smith-Schuster might be a better option, even though the wide receiver position in fantasy is a lot more stacked than running backs. Yeah, I actually like a guy you didn't mention is Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson, if he can learn how to catch the freaking ball, he can have a massive season this season. Um, Pittsburgh, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's the offensive line. Also, too, this team with their blitz rate, also their defenses they play, or the offenses they played last year, they faced like the 24th best passing offense in the league. This year, they play the hardest schedule in the league, and they play a top five passing offense schedule in the league. I think they're due for some regression. Look, TJ Watt, obviously, is a beast. Mika Fitzpatrick, this entire defense, I mean, they have names everywhere. Devin Bush at linebacker. Yeah. I just think they're going to face much better teams, a much harder schedule this year. I think it's going to be tougher sledding for them this year. I think Pittsburgh regresses. Also, too, Big Ben is going to get hurt. He's old. Big Ben always gets hurt. He's going to get banged up. He's going to get hurt again. I bet you he'll look great for the first eight weeks. Then he's going to get that one nagging injury, and that's going to be the downfall of the Steelers season. I think the Steelers will finish, like, miss the playoffs by one or two games. I think they probably go under eight and a half. But at the same time, I feel like Vegas has really accounted for them taking a step back by putting their win total eight and a half. So, honestly, I would say as far away from that one as possible. I think we could finish up with the Bengals here, right? Yeah, I mean, the Bengals all hit the nail on the head here quick. Why do you draft Jamar Chase when you can get Pina Sewell and fix your one problem? You have to keep Joe Burrow upright. I mean, I don't think they can. That's my key thing for them. Also, too, why the hell did they not resign Carl Lawson? That yeah. one made no sense to me either. They bring in the Jets. Yeah, he did, but he got hurt, actually. Yeah. He signed like a five-year, $45 million contract or something like that. They did bring in Trey Hendrickson from the uh, – from the Saints, who's only 26 years old, and he was one of the Pass best pressures yeah. in the NFL. But at the same time, he's only pl- he wasn't playing. He's only playing like 70% of snaps. So he wasn't even playing a large percentage of snaps like Carl Lawson. That was stupid. The Bengals have the sixth hardest schedule in the league. Ugh. I just don't see – I think the Bengals win five games this year. I'm very tempted to take their win total under six and a half. I think they're going to be bad this year. I think they're still a year away. I actually think the best wide receiver on this team is T. Higgins. He's looked great out of camp. He still had 900 yards receiving last year with trash playing quarterback for them. And and also in the COVID year, it was harder to get accustomed to everything going on. I think T. Higgins is a little bit of a sleeper in this offense. I think Joe Mixon will put up some great numbers. I think Joe Burrow will too. I just think they're not going to get blocking. I think they're going to get – I think the Ravens and the Browns are going to blitz the hell out of them. Even the Steelers too. I think everybody's going to blitz the hell out of them. And I just hope Joe Burrow can escape this season healthy. Yeah, I'm not going to add much more. I think the only thing I'll say about Joe Burrow is in a small sample size, he proved that he can keep a bad Bengals team competitive for at least three quarters. I think that's a good sign when you're moving forward. Absolutely. You you want to win games. But, you know, I like Tyler Boyd. Um, Same. Consistent receiver. He's been in Cincinnati for a, a little while now because oh, yeah. he was with A.J. Green for a long time. Joe Mixon I like. Um, so in terms of fantasy, um, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, and then T. Higgins, I think, it, and, and Joe Burrow um, is not a bad option. I just – I don't know about Joe Burrow's health. And then they just – they got to – they gotta keep him healthy. I mean, yeah. I'm also gonna give Jabar, Jamar Chase my um, reverse jinx blessing here. Last year, all I heard was terrible reports about Justin Jefferson out of camp. I've heard the exact same thing about Jamar well, Chase. The ball yeah, I said he was dropping the ball. He said his routes look sloppy. They said you can tell he hasn't played football in a while. He said a lot of the same things about Justin Jefferson last year. So hopefully, I give him that exact same blessing by saying that I think he's gonna have a bad year and it's gonna take him a little while to get accustomed. Obviously, I think Chase ultimately will be a beast in his entire career but yeah. yeah it's gonna be a tough year for Cincinnati you got them going under the wind total Ben anything else you want to say before we get up out of here I'm good I'm excited for the season now oh yeah I'm excited for the season I'm also excited for Thursday's podcast it will be dropping I'm probably gonna drop it Thursday night we'll promote it Friday morning the picks pod will be out we have a stacked weekend of college football but until then we'll see everybody <laughs>